<laughs> hey guys, welcome back. Uh, a few things before we get started. Don't forget about our promo codes. If you're looking to try a new CBD, Hopewell Farm CBD is amazing. You get 10% off all their products with promo code Journey to Truth 10. That link is below in the description. I highly recommend it. I use it every day. It's incredible CBD. It's some of the best I've tried. Uh, if you are looking for some EMF protection, our friend Mason Fury makes these beautiful orgone pyramids. This is the largest one. They come in a number of different sizes. His website is below in the description as well. You can get 10% off of these with promo code Journey to Truth, all caps. And then the Omnia Radiation Balancer, which you can see right here on the microphone. We have it on our computers, our phones. It's an EMF protection, but it really doesn't block the, uh, the radiation. It balances it and harmonizes it into a, uh, something that's actually beneficial for your body. And they sell these pendants to actually balance and harmonize your own energy field. Uh, there's some really next level uh, technology, great products. A lot of people seem to love them. You get 10% off those with promo code TRUTH, all caps. And you get 20% off all of our Teespring merchandise with promo code 20 and back. And this is one of our new shirts, Activate DNA. It seems to be a favorite for a lot of people. So go take advantage of that sale while it's still going on, but we'll probably just keep it going indefinitely. Um, that out of the way, today we are joined by Jen and Brian Berryhill. Some of you guys may know them from the ESETI conferences. They've participated every year. Um, playing some absolutely beautiful music. They presented there a few times. They they used to work a lot with Chief Golden Light Eagle. We've had him and Jen on the show. Unfortunately, he has since transitioned, but his spirit is with us today. I can assure you that. Absolutely. If you look hard enough, you might be able to see him behind them right now, <laughs> uh, hanging out. But welcome to the show, guys. Uh, I'm I'm excited to get into this. You guys obviously have been doing some great work. Um, you guys run a sweat lodge up where you where you live, and just the star knowledge, the ancient wisdom, the spirit animals, like all of that type of information is is really crucial because that's that's the direction I feel like we're moving back to because we've gotten away from living in harmony with nature, and I just kind of want to cover that and how we can get back into that way of life, and I think it's extremely important right now. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's great to, great to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for the invitations. Be here with my wife and be able to talk to you guys, catch up from from uh, last time we saw each other out there at ESETI. So, and uh, yeah, thanks for the invitation. Yeah, thank you. Really great to see you guys again and excited for this conversation today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be Let's beautiful. Do. I know it. And actually, the last time I saw you was at, in Florida for the solstice in December. And we did that ceremony on the solstice. And if you remember, we had a day sighting, we had that ship come. It was there for a while. And it was pretty awesome, I thought. And, and I just think that proves the importance of even doing ceremonies, because they show up, they understand, you know, they, they appreciate when we put in the effort, and we take advantage of, the, of those days. Uh, so I think I thought that was really awesome. But I'll turn it over to you and let you guys kind of introduce yourselves a little better and uh, let us know how you got into this work. Sure. sure. You want me to start? Sure. Well, um, gosh, I know. It's like, where do you start? Um, right. We've been on a pretty hyperdrive path. Um, so I think our journey really, really did start on a spiritual level when our son arrived. So we have a son named Blaze and... Mm -hmm. 
um, the way that he got his name was kind of what really catapulted us onto a new path. Um, we were, you know, we weren't sure if we were having a boy or a girl, we were letting it be a surprise. And the day that baby was coming, it was kind of a cloudy overcast day. And we're in the, you know, the room there at the hospital with the, you know, west facing window and the clouds broke and a beam of light shined in the window onto the baby's head as baby's head is crowning. And it was like this miraculous, like, moment you know and so we're like i said <laughs> like if it's a girl we should name her sunny or sunshine and brian's like if it's a boy we should name him blaze <laughs> and so i was a boy and so we have this amazing star child that you know he just he came into the world and we had to get our act together like <laughs> there was no more screwing around and our lives completely did a 180 and you know during that kind of time frame you know as a, a soon-to-be mom and seeing the state of the world you know I was in a lot of fear and you know we were just like you know how can I bring a child in this really chaotic world mm-hmm. and you know this is 13 years ago and holy crap you know it, it got really crazy yeah so you know we discovered um ceremony we discovered learning sacred ways and then we eventually met chief golden light eagle at a star knowledge conference and that really is you know like the root of where we're coming to you now from you know Mm -hmm. because we just we learned so much working with him um working in the ways of ceremony and learning the star knowledge that he's been teaching for the last 25 years um, and really integrating that into our walk. And it's just been life-saving, honestly. And, you know, we're still really dedicated to to continuing the legacy of what he brought through um, because we need this work. We need this information. And without it, I don't know how I can stay sane in such a crazy <laughs> yeah. world yeah. that we're still in. So I don't know, you want to share more on that? Um, sure. Yeah. Like coming, um, you know, Jen and I used to have a company and we sold t-shirts all over the country. And um, we met, we met uh, some people that, that, that knew people uh, Night Eagle and uh, had been doing ceremony with him. That's how we kind of, you know, heard about him in the first. So, um, you know, we were busy, we were married and out there, you know, kind of living like rock stars, you know, uh, you know, going to all these rallies. And it was a lot of fun because everybody's on vacation. So um, anyway, that uh, I was just proving to be a little too fast of a lifestyle for parenting. that. <laughs> So um, anyway, uh, yeah, after meeting Chief Golden Light Eagle, getting a chance to do my first sweat lodge, um, really it was intriguing and opened a lot of doors. And um, yeah, I, I really didn't, I really didn't ever see myself actually doing ceremony or to the level of what I have learned over the years, you know, with all the, the time that we spent with them. Um, it would encourage me so much over the years to try and hey learn these songs you know it was starting to push that with me i didn't feel like i could sing and know the words it's hard understanding a different language and i'm like i don't i don't sing well i don't know really how to drum he's like brian it's not about you things are for the people 
And it just kind of helped shift my focus about what we were doing and what my contribution matters. Come together and do ceremony. Everybody's presence has a signature and a vibration where we're coming from, whatever experience we've just had or whatever things are in our field. And uh, so it all affects ceremony. So, and um, so when we do ceremony, we like to do as much as we can to help kind of clarify and, and clean that space so that as people come, you know, they're, they're not thinking about stress and worry. You don't want to bring those things ceremony uh you want it to just be very high vibration and and um so that, anyway that just it was really uh kind of what that that hook was that, that brought us in and, and made us feel like we were we belonged and and um opportunity to spend that much time with him was really incredible yeah that's beautiful it's amazing uh i think the very first time i ever met you was at east city and I don't know if you were presenting or if you were just saying a little something on one of the panels. I don't remember exactly. I think it was a panel, but you were sharing an experience you had out on the field there and you were trying to connect, you know, like everyone else, you're trying to connect with an ET or a craft out there. And then you had gotten a message like, why are you trying to connect with us? You should be trying to connect with the people around you and the nature. And that was so profound. It stuck with me because it's so true. So many people are like looking for that, that star connection. Right. But we're not, we, we stopped trying to connect with the people in our lives. And yeah, yeah. right. Uh, it was a very humbling experience, you know, because, you know, sometimes when we hear those thoughts or, you know, we'll ask or we'll, we'll send a message like that and we might get an answer. Sometimes we don't know if that's just our own, thinking or our own answer kind of thing but it, it just came strong because i was in this loving place i was just really like oh hey you know this welcome you're so welcome here it'd be beautiful to meet you you can come down here this is a place of love and and they were like um you know why are you even trying to talk to us when you haven't tried talking to the relatives right next to you now and and it didn't make me just think of the people around me. It made me think of trees and the plants and the stones and there's there's consciousness mm -hmm. levels, yeah, all of those things. And uh, I, I I heard that for a while before I actually had some experiences that were like, oh, that's mm -hmm. they mean. A wonder they understand and and can talk about these things in ways because real and once you've had that experience um you, you don't just uh one of those things that... right yeah <laughs> exactly right exactly, exactly. And, it's, and it's beautiful and and even remembering that everything has a consciousness because we do that we we forget that mm. you walk outside and you know how how many people are actually talking to the trees and the plants i know a lot of people do and the animals but there's a number of people that don't. And even me, when I know it's possible, and sometimes I do, there's other days where I'm just cruising around, focused on what I'm doing, and you're just walking by all of that stuff without appreciating it. So taking mm -hmm. the time to just acknowledge it. And that, that goes back to some of the old Native American teachings where, you know, their school was nature. They were sent out into the field and, and told to have a conversation with this rabbit or whatever. And they didn't understand as a child, but as they grew up, they would understand that the rabbit was actually telling them something and they learned how to communicate with the animals in nature. 
And that's one of the things I wanted to get into also is, is the spirit animals, because I know that's that's huge um, doing the work that you do. So would you, one of you guys mind touching on that aspect of it? Well, I'll just say real fast what I've seen with some of these children, you know, that, that grow up with adults that aren't filtered and aren't all walled off and veiled. Those, those children tend to see things very early on and then they kind of don't know what they're experiencing or seeing. And so cool parents are like, oh, that's just such and such no, don't don't pay any attention to it if it doesn't if you don't like it or you know so not like oh that's not there they, they don't sit there and shut the children off and so the children kind of already have a natural telepathy if you will and um so when you have parents that aren't like oh that's crazy talk and, and encouraging the child you know, with what they're experiencing then I see that developing that much more with them. So I just wanted to say that and yeah. Um, right. And, you know, I, I would imagine a lot of us can actually identify with, you know, maybe having forgotten our connection on a telepathic level. And so, you know, a lot of the, the star knowledge teachings kind of go hand in hand with, you know, awakening that remembrance again and, and helping us to remember how to be telepathic again, mm -hmm. because that is the original language and that's the language of the star nations. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to have contact that's that makes sense and is meaningful, you know, there needs to be a little bit of an ability there, you know, clairvoyance, clairaudience, tele telepathy and all of that mm -hmm. needs to turn back on again. And so a lot of our focus is, is that work. And, you know, there's amazing animals that come as earth guardians to help us with that activation, the reactivation, the remembrance. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we were on the show with you, Tyler, and, you know, Chief and I were sitting with you, you, you talked about the visit that you had with the deer. The albino deer. Yeah. Oh my God. That was so powerful. And, you know, he shared with you just the, the power of not giving your heart away. Yes, I remember that message vividly, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, there's there's simple teachings, but they have so much meaning. Mm -hmm. And we can really, you know, we don't even have to be in nature to see a deer in order to be connected with nature. We can be in a meditation and we can call upon that spirit animal to come in and, you know, ask, ask them for some clarity, ask them for some help. You know, the deer is like that power to be, and, you know, they work with our entire chakra system that, you know, deals with the emotional body. And so, you know, we can, once we're, you know, more, you know, able to travel in our existence on a, a neutral, like, um, place, like zero point, you know, where we're able to navigate our emotions really in a healthy way, you know, we can begin to emanate the colors from our chakras to help other people in their processes and, and, you know, kind of help tune them up a little bit too. So, you know, it becomes like the symbiotic relationship, much like a natural deer would have with us. We can start to have that with another human. And so like, we're all in this together and we're all doing, it's like a ripple effect. 
So, you know, I just, it's so fascinating to me. And, and that's just one example. You know, there's many earth guardians that we speak of when we work with the star knowledge. And um, so as we're working with it each month, there's one earth guardian that we are working with for that entire moon cycle. Mm -hmm. And currently in this moon cycle right now, we're like, we call it the 10th dimension and we're working with the bear. And the bear is such a powerful um like animal to come in and help us right now because they work with opening the gates that have been closed. So like the gates of the mind mm -hmm. and it's really about facing your fears and being brave enough to take on what scares you the most. Mm -hmm. You know, what is your biggest challenge and the bear can come in and, and help us with that. And so, you know, as we're doing more conscious work with it, um, more becomes clearer, we get a greater understanding. And then, you know, it's like totally leveling up. And it's so perfect because I'm looking at your shirt and I see your DNA and I see the word activate. And that's exactly what the work is. Oh, oh, oh. great shirt. Yeah, yeah. 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 You like designed it. it too. Right. Yeah, cool. Awesome. cool. Put me down for one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can Sorry. certainly we can certainly send you one. Yeah, just send you as awesome. one. Awesome. Um yeah, that's absolutely fascinating and it's that was beautiful beautifully yes. said beautifully said. i and the one thing i noticed is that pay attention to the animals around you because they're trying to give you a message most of the time and sometimes we're not focusing on it right but if you stop and start observing them they all have something to say and we all have our phone we all have the internet and if you don't know and you don't know what to do just google it look it up and look up the meaning, the spirit meaning of seeing an owl or whatever animal or bird, whatever it was you just saw. But then eventually you won't need to look it up. You'll start to connect with that animal and you'll know when you see him what that means for you in your life. It's, it's something beautiful, but I just want to remind people to pay attention to that because sometimes they're out there trying to get your attention, but you know, you're just too focused on something else. Okay. You know, um, I'll share another experience with a stone. Um, you know, because there's, you know, when you speak of these things that you might get, uh, like a woodpecker, right, is, is knocking and really catching your attention. And, and it is, it's good to find, you know, that, that, uh, that teaching and kind of go down that journey and do whatever reflections might speak to you around that. Um, uh, so when you hear of people that are talking about consciousness of stones, and getting messages from stones, it's a little, a little harder because they're not making some clicking, audible thing going on. Or um, and so it was elusive to me. But um, you know, we went and got stones and and wood for Foot Lodge one night, and uh, Cheat's brother John was uh, with me, and I'm standing on top of this pile of rocks, five thousand rocks, right, and I'm just trying to look for the right size stones to bring in for Sweat Lodge. Which one, John? You know, as it does it to me, you put that on your altar and I'm about the size of a baseball, maybe a little bit bigger, right? It's like, okay, so set up the fire and, and put it on the altar. And Chief came out. I said, look at this stone that, that John said I should put on the altar. And Chief's eyes got real big. He says, oh, that's a good one. So <laughs> like, you need to bring it into lodge tonight and pray with it. So, so I did, I was the last one to come in the lodge and I brought it in with me. So also pray with it. When you're done praying with it, put it in the bucket of water, you know, we have a bucket of water in the sweat lodge. You know, we used to put on the stones that um, it up in there. 
anyway, so I put that put that stone in the bucket of water. We sang a song to honor uh, the stone nations. So anyway, he said, oh, that, that stone wants to give you a doctoring. So go ahead. He wants you to pull it out, out of the water, and it's going to heat up. Put it wherever on your body you feel like you need a doctor. Mm. So, okay. So water. And the bucket of water is cold. Oh, yeah. It's cold mm. water. You know, five-gallon bucket at Home Depot, right? So maybe full, it's got 10 inches of water in there. So I grab it, and it's just like grabbing a cold rock out of the pond or something. Oh. I started pulling it up, and while I was still underwater, that thing lit up in my hand, and it got so hot I could barely hold on to it. So by the time, what's going on here? And it took me a few long seconds to, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to get myself a dog drinking. Yeah, my neck kind of, oh, yeah, the shoulder been just like, oh, yeah, the hernia. Geez, where don't I need? I just started all over myself. But uh, to have that experience, uh, a a stone that heats up on its own while it's submersed in water and for you to have your hand on it, it just felt like God touching, you know, and that really brought me to a new level of understanding the level of consciousness that, and some of them are healing doctoring stones and native americans or a lot of these these uh, lakota people that we had the chance to spend time with understood this you know because they're they're fairly common and uh so anyway but sure, right well you that's hand- amazing uh, when we were in florida you handed me that stone i still have it that i was holding because i wasn't feeling the greatest and it was like extremely hot and now I know where you got that from, but I remember it was like really hot at one point. It, it, it didn't make sense to be that hot because it was pretty cool out. Um, but I, oh, I, be, I believe in working with stones and crystals and all that stuff. And they have a consciousness as well. Mm, I had a yep. dream recently that I was a time traveler and I was using the local rocks to time travel because they store the memory of the, the entire history of that area. And so I would use, somehow connect with the rock and I was able to go back to or go to any point in time in that location. Uh, so it's really interesting to think of it that way as also being like a time machine. Well, they've yeah. been they've been here longer than generations of people and and, um, you know, birds, animals. I mean, the, the rocks have seen everything. They know the full story. They right. know they know the truth. So right. that's, that's that's part of the you know when we bring those stones in from the fire into the sweat lodges that's what we're honoring is what they have to share with us uh, that ancient truth and knowledge mm-hmm. yeah and, uh, it's cool right how the ancestors come in because all of our bloodlines are our are, are, are dna those are our ancestors those are our children will you know, we're going to care about them no matter if we've passed over energetically. They're part of us, right? And so our mm-hmm. ancestors have that same love. And 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 so they want to support us, even though they're crossed over. When we call in and ask for help, our ancestors know us better than anybody, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to kind of talk, we talk about the star knowledge, the star teachings. Let's talk about the star people. <laughs> Uh, you know, where all this stuff comes from, you know, ancient cultures all over the world were in communication with the star people or ETs. Uh, they know they exist. They knew they exist. UFOs, it was all common talk and it's depicted in hieroglyphs and pictographs everywhere all around, 
all around the world. What is your experience with seeing craft and being visited by these star people? Or do you have experience like that? And what can you share? Well, you know, Brian's got some pretty amazing contact or um, experiences, we could say. Um, and, you know, just to preface that, I feel like, you know, we all have a little bit of a different way of how we receive or perceive connection and experience. Um, for me, it's more on a telepathic level when I'm either in meditation or in sweat lodge, you know, when we're calling in. Um, for what were, you know, the ceremonies. And so, you know, it could be all kinds of different experiences in that way, mm -hmm. but, you know, to physically see them with your eyes, like for some reason, I don't always see what everybody else sees, but I, I see it in a different way, which is, you know, like as light or energy or often colors and, you know, just the feeling a very, very strong feeling of a presence. So Mm -hmm. I'll let Brian share his good stuff. <laughs> well, then, you know, not. I'll oh, go ahead. I'll just just before you go into that, that's a great point because if we have mm -hmm. this preconceived idea of what we want contact to look like, you might be disappointed. But like you said, it could show up in any number of ways, and you might see the energy or the light body of that craft when everyone else sees the physical craft, or whatever the case may be. Uh, and it could be they could be communicating to you via an animal or whatever the case might be. So it might not look like what you want it to look like, but be open minded enough to receive the message from anywhere. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, we all have different gifts. Right. And, yeah. and um, you know, I, I, I love what you guys are doing and I applaud, you know, your podcast and trying to you know, bring these types of topics around for, for people to at least you know, hear of other people's experiences and engage the conversation because there's so much reality. The more, the more like we peel back the veil, the more we're just, gosh, you know, I, I really don't think we're ready. A lot of us are ready for what's really out there. Um, <clears throat> and I only say that just because, you know, if, uh, you know, having that experience of the rock heating up and and there's a there's ceremonies where a man gets tied up and the spirits will untie that man. Uh, we've been in a number of those ceremonies that happen. Uh, when the spirits come in, a lot of times they come in and they will light up. So you see these things light up. Um, I've seen the light orbs, which which was how I first learned about uh, the SETI ranch was like, gosh, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, 10, 11 years ago, I think we just got done doing Sturgis. We were in Estes Park and I started seeing these light orbs moving around and Dan couldn't see them. But gosh, <laughs> I was pissed. Oh, she was pissed. She was hopping in. Yeah, that was that was kind of one of those first things. And uh, that kind of led me to find James uh, Gilliland and, and the East Eddie Ranch just with a, a few days after that. But uh, most recently, I had a really um, powerful experience. And, you know, when you've had some of these experiences, you're like, OK, if that's possible, anything's possible. Right. Mm. If, that, if that rock can heat up in my hand like that, anything is because that defies 
any scientific, yeah. you know, so there, there's things that are out there that can't break down logic. So I had had a couple pretty, you know, awesome dreams about giants. And it was one of those that really stuck with me. Um, and so it was the first day of Sundance and this is early August. Um, and it was the first morning and, and we had to get up and get going pretty early. So I woke up at like a quarter to five. And um, so I went and sat in my truck for a minute and, and uh, I noticed a shooting star. And that was the, what was the meteor shower going on at the time? The, the Perseids meteor shower was at that time. Yeah. So I'm like, oh nice. yeah, what's going on? So it really made me want to, you know, just pay more attention. And uh, so I'm looking and nothing, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. I'm looking towards the east because it's still pretty dark. And I just think to turn my head to the to the north, and I did, and it was so big that I, I don't know how big it was. Let's just say I, I'm guessing a minimum of a mile long, but maybe upwards of three to five miles wide. I mean, this thing was crazy to the sky. You're talking about a craft. This was a craft. Wow. It was a scale, like, I mean, my jaw hit the ground. I mean, I looked around quick to see if anybody around was, you know, was, was awake yet. And, and nobody was. Jen was actually in the tent. <laughs> she was awake, <laughs> but she was still in the tent, you know. And, and he didn't go, hey, Jen, come check this out. Oh, <laughs> out. my oh. jaw was on the ground. You never know how you're going to react when you see something like this. But if mm -hmm. I had... You know, it was hard to tell how far away it was and how high above the ground it was. This thing, like I said, it, it, I'm guessing three miles. So, and, and I'm trying to be conservative and try and not over-exaggerate this thing. It's three miles, you know, doesn't sound that's, crazy enough. But uh, it, was, yeah. it was like a shape like a capsule. It, it had like a, a bunch of windows that look like starships, like the ones we would see up at Yosemite, the real bright ones. Right. You, know, mm -hmm. you can tell the difference between the satellites that kind of faint flying out and the ones that will power up and really, really. Oh, yeah. But this, this thing had 50 to 100 all lined up like windows. Wow. Right above inside each other. Of it. Inside, right. like reflecting out. Like I watched it go behind a cloud and it was reflecting light off the back of the cloud. But it, it just, it's so hard to describe what I saw, and 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 I maybe had a minute, minute and a half of visibility while it went to the east and eventually went out of sight. But it was a cylinder, and it it was almost like glass-like, but maybe chrome or reflecting the colors around it that gave it like a camouflage. Just I've seen some crazy things, but nothing even remotely close to that big. Right. It, it yeah. was really recent a month ago. That's beautiful. And wow, what's interesting what's interesting is I put a cylinder craft with windows on the thumbnail uh, that synchronicity. Like without even knowing that you had that experience. What? Yeah. <laughs> if you see the thumb That's thumbnail, amazing. you'll see I put it in the sky. I don't even know why I decided That's to. That's why. And <laughs> it was a, like that's so there's the stock look now. there's the stock yeah. photo and then i added this little cylinder craft ufo with windows and if she oh, can pull yeah <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> all right so just so like so picture 
a lot like That's so amazing. a whole nother row of windows underneath those but the thing was massive easily 10 times 20 times the size of that wow wow to give you the perspective wow I mean, it was it was huge it was so <laughs> mother mothership that's, yeah that's so cool yeah. that you put that that's on there hilarious. That's and, and it was kind of more of a dark gray skies or some clouds right well i think those ships are around more than we think every day i feel like mm. we've always heard if they decloaked yeah. they uncloaked all the ships it would just look like a star wars movie or something with just air traffic yeah and with as many experiences I've had, I mean, I just, I was speechless, you know, and one of the things that the chief would always say, he's like, he's like, hey, you know, when you're out there, like, uh, watching the sky, and you're looking for the ships, and all of a sudden, one will come, and boom, you know, and flash at you or something, and everybody goes, whoa, <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like, you're, you're calling the star people, and he's like, so they're coming and introducing themselves to you, can you imagine if you went up and said, hi, my name's Tyler, and said, whoa, right, you know? <laughs> He's like, try to get beyond that reaction. And yeah. Like, oh, introduce yourself. Oh, hi. Right. I'm Brian, you know, and just kind of take it simple. So that's a good uh, mindset to have. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, they just, they're purely seeing and reacting and then they're not thinking about, they're picking up on our, you know, everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, watching me going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing like oh hey hi guys it was just, you know, yeah like, <laughs> if you saw a giant you know like you dumbfounded you know, in, yeah. in this dream i had i looked up and i realized it was two giants i thought they were like trees and then tree trunks but they really ended up being two you know two giants standing next to each other and as soon as i saw how tall they were and they looked they looked down at me right as soon as i realized they were giants yeah. right wow and that and, uh, yeah i just like Hi. Hi. <laughs> you know, giants is, giants are one of my favorite topics. Um, there's evidence mm -hmm. of them all over the world. The Smithsonian has admitted to, you know, burying the evidence. We have old yeah, news yeah. articles, uh, ancient buildings even, uh, that have gigantic doors and steps that don't make any sense. Mm -hmm. so, some people claim that like the Egyptians, they all of their statues and all their um, sculptures were built to scale and it's not exaggerated mm -hmm. and some of them are gigantic mm -hmm. and the native americans talk about you know the red-headed giants and stuff and there's even like stories of them capturing them and taking them down you know there's this there's this whole myth and legend we can say something well the the skeletons that they found like there's really old newspaper articles and right stuff that like showed it back then before it was super controlled you know yeah the new york times um, in the late 1800s yeah. or you know, 1800s yeah late 1800s you can you can find numerous articles that the new york times would say they were yeah. finding them all over the world but then the smithsonian would always swoop in and right like oh we're gonna take this oh, and then no one ever sees it again. dangerous stuff we yeah can. yeah it's dangerous to the narrative that's what yeah <laughs> and then they try to do this oh they never that's a myth that's not real you know mm -hmm. and they're described in all the ancient texts the bible and everything else you know like it's all over the place just like everything else um it's in like right your face yeah. yeah it's and i've heard that they still exist in parts of inner earth who mm -hmm. knows uh and that's something that the star people are the native americans they talk about a lot is the the inner earth beings the like ant people and stuff in the grand canyon area 
And a lot of their people were brought on their ground for safety, uh, allegedly during like whatever uh, catastrophe was happening on the surface. Does that type of information ever come up in the work or the teachings that that you guys explore? Or? Um, you know, just one one comes to mind. Um, I'm not really good at retelling this, but um, we did a visit, and it was actually it was Chief Golden Light Eagle, me, and two other people at the time, and we we made a visit over to Chaco Canyon, and we were really tuning in to the land there and the ruins and you know the kibas and um you know just really just seeing what's there and it's an old matriarchal society that used to live there that according to what i am remembering and that i heard is that they they chose to go into middle earth like they chose to mm. kind of exit this realm and move themselves inside so to speak um, but there's a video out there by Chief Golden Light Eagle. Um, and I can send you guys the link because it's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. But he had a story where he actually visited some of the native people that were living near Taco Canyon um, and just, you know, casually talking to these two people that had lived there their whole lives. And they were witnessing, you know, this like kind of like cleanup, like, like, you could picture like the Smithsonian people showing up and they're putting bodies that they excavated into these boxes that they were going to transport somewhere else. And so when the trucks arrived to come pick up these boxes, um, this wind came and it was like a little dust devil spun through and the boxes literally like disappeared. They just vanished. Nice. Yeah, Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wow. that's and amazing. So he tells the story in the video, and it's it's pretty cool. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, that would be great to share. Yeah, um, that would be. Yeah, that, that's that, incredible. That stuff's always fun to listen to. It's exciting, and we know mm -hmm. it existed if you feel into it. You know, yeah. Chief Brother Sherwin um, got a chance to go visit an indigenous group, and I won't say where this was at, but uh, uh, the 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 chief of that indigenous, and this was this was overseas, uh, asked Sherwin if if he would come to one of their sacred sites and look at some, and and so Sherwin agreed, and so he went and and they basically took him to this place that you know had a lot of brush and trees grown and things like that, but he could tell it was kind of like a somewhat of a mound or a hill. And they moved a little bit of stuff out of the way, and all of a sudden, there's this opening in the ground, any little, you know, opening, and they just they just pointed at it. Oh, go in there, and uh, and he looked down. So he had hit crawl like this on his elbows, and it took him a while to get back in there. He got all the way back in there, and he's like, Brian, there was a redheaded giant, and he just like. Uh, dead but maybe just sleeping like fully preserved looked Stasis, maybe totally you know like he was just sleeping but no breath no no movement whatsoever and he he took a bunch of pictures of it and he talked about it you know several times with us he's like oh, i gotta find those pictures and show this and he never did before he crossed mm. so i don't even know whatever happened to those pictures you know, he saw that redheaded giant, you know, firsthand. And 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. That's amazing. Hey, we've heard about, yeah. We've heard them being in yeah. stasis, being mm-hmm. discovered in stasis, uh, the double rows of teeth, uh, Cahokia mounds, which is like 25 minutes from my house. Uh, they dug up a couple giant skeletons with double rows of teeth and those newspaper articles have been scrubbed, but mm-hmm. they were that. Long time ago. Yeah. And that's a massive site and they less than 1% of it's been excavated. Then they stopped excavation. Why? That's, that's why they stopped excavating. Yeah. And apparently oh, need to preserve the historical yeah. value. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then they, exactly. they, I love it when they put a big fence around the mound and they stick a, an American flag on top of the mound. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's a claim your territory. You yeah. got this. Exactly. Uh, that, that's something also I'm looking forward to seeing uh, come to light is the true history of what happened in this nation. Like I shared something the other day of the of the uh, Mount Rushmore. So it was actually the what is it, the six or seven grandfathers stone of the I don't actually know the history, but it had Native American history. And then we come in and you know oh, just yeah, cover yeah, it yeah. up. And that that just kind of goes hand in hand with what happened to this entire nation. And I'm, I'm excited for that true history to be revealed as we move forward. And uh, just to sh- what? Go ahead. I, I was saying me, too. You know, um, you've probably heard of like some of the hieroglyphs and Egyptian type artifacts that have been found along the Grand Canyon type area. Things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Uh, some of these ceremonies that, that the Native Americans do, um, you know, they say go back to Egypt. And so, you know, you know, we don't know how recent or long ago that that time frame really is, because I'm getting more and more convinced that we've been so severely lied to in the last hundred years alone. Yeah. Um, the I don't know how much of whatever they've telling us about history I can believe, you know, exactly. because exactly. it's a great cover-up story to not talk about giants and not talk about advanced civilizations and and um, advanced societies and technological things that they had. I mean, look at this. Look at the theatrics. I, I'm a I'm a builder. You guys, I've worked with tile and stone my whole life, and that's hard stuff to cut and polish. And when I see some of these cathedrals and megalithic yeah. structures, and 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 it just it just, just boggles my mind how they can pull that off. Yeah. And so it's it's almost laughable that these horse and carriage guys, even here in America, were able to build some of these grandiose buildings. You know. Um, Amen. Yeah. Chiming about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I'm in construction as well. And I, I get mm-hmm. what it takes to cut a stone and set a stone and all that stuff. And even something small, sometimes it takes four guys to move, whatever. And this is minute. And uh, I was in Mexico, Chichen Itza, two years ago on the winter solstice at the pyramid site on that day. Uh, interestingly enough, it was the only day on the whole trip that I saw chemtrails in the sky right above the pyramid crossed. Not a coincidence. Of course, they were yeah. doing whatever they're doing. But so they have most of the site, you can't really go and touch the stuff, but they have loose stones that were just, they found laying there, like the whole site was just abandoned. So it was like mid construction. A lot of these big stones are laying there. Some about waist high. I don't know about yay round. And they're probably the smallest stones on the site. Like everything's massive. And I wanted to see, like, if I could even budget. Uh, like just to yeah. see what it would take 
And like the reality of sitting there trying to move this stone and just not being able to budget at all. Like, and then think about them no setting, way. building these pyramids. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, what was it? The real quick, the, the great pyramid. They tried to build a one fifth scale size one in Japan years ago. I don't know. Yeah. It, they tried to build it one fifth the size and they couldn't even do that with our modern the, the best of what we have today exactly. and then, so somehow they built and and when you look at how intricate that is and how you know just precise and it's aligned with the stars and the you know just well, everything a about stone it stone can heat up and and give you a doctoring a true doctoring yeah that's how to interact with your dna and your tissues yeah. you know um through just a, a just a, a contact and or belief and or like wow that what else is it able to I mean, well exactly can it levitate did we know how to levitate well it's all sound sound, sound levitation is real that's exactly. proven to yeah. me can that's what change the shape of the stone or would it change shape at our request type thing you know <laughs> great exactly. point it's like some of them look like they were molded some of them even look like they could have been 3d printed with some sort of technology they mm -hmm. certainly don't look like they were sculpted to that accuracy <clears throat> Yeah, uh, the Coral Castle, if you guys have heard of that mm. in Florida, um, there's that tale where those two kids are riding their bikes and they saw the, the owner moving stones one time uh, with what they called ice cream cones. And they went back and told their parents that he was moving the rocks with ice cream cones. Well, over in Africa, they found all these ice cream cone shaped stones all over the ground and they uh, near these um circles that they can't really explain they call them cattle herds but they turn out to be like the cymatics of that area they built into the a stone structure anyway there's uh i saw an ancient aliens i think of one of the hieroglyphs that show two egyptians holding ice cream shaped tools pointing them at a stone that that's depicted hovering in the air and you can't hardly find that image online anywhere uh, but I'm there telling you, you that's yeah. what they were doing. Whatever these these stones were, these cone-shaped stones, they were an instrument, they were a technology mm -hmm. that they were able to somehow work with the frequency of the earth and the frequency of the stone. And this is how they levitated the stone. And if this guy for the Coral Castle had was privy to this concept, this technology, that's exactly how he was doing it. And I feel like that would explain a lot. And you can walk around. Uh, Michael Tillinger talks about just Michael being able Tillinger. to walk around Africa and find these these cone-shaped stones. And he was picking them up. And it, it wasn't until he accidentally tapped two of them together and it created this beautiful frequency, this tone, that he started putting it together, putting the pieces together. And it's like, wow, this is a tool. This is a technology. So. Wow. We need yeah. to hold yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been learning a little bit more about like the geopolymer type stone, and that that has me very intrigued as well because I've been mixing mortars and grouts and concrete, you know, for for five plus years as well, and and that makes so much more sense too of their ability to mold and sculpt stone, right? Without mm -hmm. it necessarily being so obvious to us that that's what it is, because we use this Portland concrete, which is right. as great as you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Let's, I want to shift into like, I guess we can call new earth energies and, and like this, this shift, this transition that the planet's going through mm -hmm. right now. Obviously things on the surface are very chaotic. We have a fake 
entity and as our president, whatever you want to call it. Some kind of entity. Some kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Posing as our president, obviously. Uh, there's a lot of weird shit going on right now. Uh, what kind of stuff? I would just like to get your opinion or anything that you've downloaded or tapped into about what is actually occurring right now. And what are your thoughts? What does this transition look like to you? Maybe, Jen, you could start. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because I was kind of asking myself this question a little bit already before you reached out, just kind of asking myself, you know, what is ascension and what is evolving? And <clears throat> what's been coming through is that, you know, we're super multidimensional right now and we're crossing timelines and planes of reality a lot faster. So the veil is definitely thinner right now. And so, you know, there's a lot turning on for a lot of people. We're seeing a lot of people waking up and having spiritual experiences. And, and it's, it's kind of shocking because it's so sudden and so profound. And so I'm seeing a lot more people coming around saying, Hey, you know, what do I do with this? I don't even, I feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> so I'm seeing that a lot more, but in terms of like the earth energies and, and that thing, it's leading me to the concept of the micro and the macro. So as, as people are waking up more and more and more, and as we who have been kind of awake or whatever, and we're doing our work, we're, we're raising our vibrational frequencies. And so the same thing is happening with the earth. And it's, it's very, like we talked about a little bit earlier with it being a little bit symbiotic. So as the earth is raising the frequency, we have to raise our frequency as well. Mm -hmm. And the way it's happening is that we're getting a lot of energy blasting us from the sun as we're witnessing with the Schumann resonance. So all of this photon energy is, you know, like we're in this photon belt and it's there to assist us in our ascension, in our awakening, in reactivating our DNA, our remembrances. And the same thing is happening with Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm getting. And so, <clears throat> you know, we get we get choice points a lot faster. You know, it's like something happens and we have to decide right now what we're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, we're, we're going to get tumbled along in the wave, um, you know, and kind of lose track a little bit. So. Where I don't know where this is leading me, other than that's sort of just a new awareness for me. So it's really important that we continue to look at each trigger, each experience, and and can continue to do that in our work that helps us, you know, to stay more grounded and more neutral in our emotional bodies and and go to those places where we find joy. Because the joy is the highest frequency. And so when we're doing that, you know, we can ride through the frequencies that the chaos and the collective, so to speak, a little bit easier, but then it's also helping the ascension of Mother Earth. And, you know, like all the star beings out there, they're all doing this. And so, you know, it's like, I'm so excited to see where it all goes because, you know, we may very well have much different contact when we have an experience such as what Brian has, you know, where we're more comfortable and, and ready. And so, I don't know, I was just kind of rambling there. Well, but. <laughs> that's, that's no, beautiful. That's, beautiful. That's and you, meant, you mentioned yeah. something about, you know, the decisions that we're, you know, we're faced with, we have to make a decision. And I heard just recently, 
I think it was even from Jackie Chan or something I was watching, but it, it was, he was telling like uh, advice from his father. And he was like, every decision you make adds up. Every little decision adds up. So, and, and be conscious of every decision you make throughout your day, whatever that is, what you do first thing in the morning, what you eat, what you watch, whatever. Um, we don't have the luxury to misuse our energy right now. Cause if you do something that's not in resonance with your path, you're going to pay for it. You're going to feel the physical effects of it. Uh, shit might start going wrong in your life with your house, with your car. The universe is going to tell you, Hey, something you're doing isn't right. So mm. I, I think it's very crucial what you brought up about those decisions in that moment, like pay attention to the daily decisions that you make. And that can really help navigate these times, I think. But go ahead, Brian. I know you were going to add to that. Oh yeah, no, it brings up a lot of things, but I like the I like the the, the direction you took it, and and um, you know, I was just gonna add that with with it being so crazy out there, it has made me want to just spend more time focusing on me being happier, you know, and making sure that you know we're we're taking care of each other and our home and our family. And, um, you know, because that's that's priority one. You know, we we all want to see big changes, good changes in the world. We we want to see somebody either that uh, is somebody we can really, you know, um, relate to and or get behind. If, if there's a need for a leadership type position like mumbling, you know, <laughs> doofus and in the office right now is that chief mumbling doofus is that his name? oh yeah 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 it's a, a great clown name for him right there. But, you know it's like it's yeah. so in our face that the world is so clowned up and they're using this reverse logic and you know just and, and it's so obvious to so many of us that they're doing that um yeah. but it's 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 also really disturbing to see how many people are drinking that up and and aren't understanding that that's going on either so you know we got to be patient with each other everything is definitely a reflection of how much more do we need to find compassion in new areas and, and new ways of forgiving ourselves being inadequate or, or just not knowing and um and just a crescendo i guess anything i'm saying with any of that most valuable takeaway that i had was to really sink into how much the now is a very, very sacred moment. And so we don't understand. I didn't understand what sacredness meant as a growing up as, you know, white America, farm towns, you know, small town. You know, we didn't, I would have guessed it was religious or something, but, but, but to me, a, the learning that, the, that something is so sacred uh, every moment. And so every choice does matter. If you need to dig a hole and you don't have a shovel, you still need to get that hole dug. So a, a shovel is life-changing for you in that moment. It's altered your reality. In this day and age, we take that shovel, we dig the hole, and we pitch the shovel over our shoulder. We need the shovel later. We can't even find the thing because we didn't say, wow. Thank you for changing my reality and making this easy for me. Cleaning that shovel up, taking care of it, putting it back in a place, you're gonna find it because it just is gonna it's gonna be useful again. Yes. Part of like slowing things down in this reality, getting back to nature, 
yeah, we need to go say hi to the trees and the birds and the animals, but we just need to go out and listen because they're, like you said, they're trying to talk to us. Mm, they really yeah. are. Yeah. And, uh, and it just takes taking the time to breathe, get quiet, and just listen. So many of us are full of noise, all this chatter. Just get quiet and listen. It's amazing what will come in, you know. Right. And that Those was are sacred moments. Yes. Absolutely beautifully Beautiful, said. Beautifully said. And I couldn't agree more. That's something I've been doing uh, as of late, very recently, is focusing more on being present. And uh, I, because I'm a thinker, I'm always in my head, and it takes a lot for me to calm my mind. But I'm finding it to be a lot easier if I just am focusing on every day, just being in the present every moment, and stop because the definition of anxiety is worrying about the future, right? So you can just eliminate that if you consciously remind yourself to be present. And it's been helping me tremendously. Awesome. I, I do want to touch on the ceremonies a little bit, just because I think uh, they're extremely important. They're not done enough. Um, we had that amazing sighting when we did one in Florida. Uh, how did you, how would you recommend people who are listening if they wanted to start doing their own ceremonies on these certain dates and astrological alignments and stuff? Um, just kind of explain the importance of the ceremony and what it involves and what the actual goal is that you're trying to achieve with that. Because it's so easy just to say, yeah, make do a ceremony, but what, what does that mean? Well, gosh, I mean, ceremony can be interpreted in so many different ways because, you know, there's ceremonies that are held all over the world and they're all different. And so, you know, very simply though, each day of our life can be a ceremony. You know, when Brian was talking about the sacredness, we can bring consciousness to our day and, and make it a ceremony because, um, you know, like an example is somebody will reach out and they're like, I'm in trouble and I need help. Can you please pray for me? And the response would be, yeah, I'll pray for you tonight when I'm home. Well, okay. So why wait until later to pray, you know, like so kind of breaking down the programming a little bit around, you know, because we're so we're still very 3D beings, but prayer and, you know, it can be done simultaneously just through consciousness. So it's focused intent. So I can take a moment and just close my eyes, drop in, connect, you know, to whomever I need to connect to in the moment for that help and just ask, please come help my sister. <laughs> Please bring her what she needs, bring her some relief, some clarity, the help, good help. What does she need? Please make that obvious to her, you know, and just having a conversation that takes maybe, you know, a minute, you know, we can, we can do that so much more throughout our day and, and do it for ourselves too. Just having an intention to start your day can change how your whole day plays out for you. Right. And it can impact your mood it can impact who comes into your physical field it can impact a direction or a choice that you need to make so you know i just invite everybody to have more consciousness around just making your day a sacred day what no matter what you're doing you know i'm a paralegal by day and i bring my my consciousness to that work and, you know, I see people struggling. Um, I do divorce law. So I see children that are just going through amazing, ridiculous situations. 
you know, that they didn't choose necessarily. And so like, I have to stop, drop and pray sometimes because mm. it's so intense. So mm. I bring that to my day. Um, but then in terms of ceremony, you know, we, we were so blessed and so gifted to have so much time learning from a, a Dakota chief about ceremony, about sweat lodge, about Sundance. There's all these different types of ceremonies we are um, again blessed because we have another friend who is hosting Sundance and it is an all nations altar Sundance. And he's very excited to bring, you know, anybody that's interested in learning, he's, he's excited to have more people come so he can share because, you know, these teachings will go away if nobody is teaching them. And so anybody that's eager to know and has an open heart, and wants to sit and listen and learn and experience, that door is open and you can reach out to us and we can tell you more about that. Um, another aspect of ceremony is, you know, myself, I do ceremony every month, you could say honoring the moon cycles with the star knowledge. And I have a podcast now where I talk about all the different energies that we're working each moon cycle. So my podcast is called Moons of Ascension. And it's just a little mini teaching that talks about ways that you can work with what's, you know, present for us in this moment. You know, like we talked about it being the bare moon and what it's doing, you know, what's opening the gates of the mind. So, you know, I need to face my biggest challenge. So I'm going to call in the bear and make a ceremony out of that. And it can be a meditation. It can be in nature on a walk. It can be, you know, sitting in front of an altar with a candle. Um, I mean, there's so many ways to do ceremony and it really just comes down to bringing um, focused intent in a really sacred way. Mm -hmm. And it's, it can be very simple. Mm -hmm. Man, you had that answer ready to go. (laughs) That was perfect. And that's exactly what I was wanting to hear out of that because you explained it perfectly uh, for anyone who's curious or, or confused on what to do and how to pursue that it reminds me of the uh the samurai if you know anything about the the japanese samurai their way of life everything was done with purpose even if mm. it was ladling out water out of a bucket they would set the ladle down everything was done slow with purpose and that was mm. their way of life and that kind of reminds me like brian what you were saying with the shovel and just what you were talking about jen uh it's absolutely <laughs> crucial i think to to be aware of that stuff throughout your day. And I think it can really legitimately change your life. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what I wanted to just maybe touch on a little bit about folks wanting to maybe tap in and great questions, by the way, Tyler, I think they're really great questions and, and trying to make it relative to, to the audience, not just being, you know, a fantastical um interesting tales but um, right. you know Jen and I want to be able to help anybody that's wanting to do something more sacred in their life and um, and so you know just finding ways to do a ceremony and just the intention alone it creates that energy okay so when when uh, when chief had encouraged me to start learning these songs and Brian the people need these songs, Started to really put my heart into it, you know, and that's when my voice came. That's when I was able to actually start, like, you know, this 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 voice was coming out that never had before, and so that was always a big 
fueling factor with my ever going to any ceremony. After that, I just realized, just show up, show up in your heart, not in your head. You know, we all want to know how this is working and and how to do it and, and, and that kind of stuff. And that's just it. The way spirits come and work with you is when you're really in your heart. And that that heart frequency is very attractive to any higher frequency being. I mean, it only makes sense. Um, We get caught up in our thoughts. We're just vibing low. And so when we're really elevated, we're in in that heart. We've shown up to Sundance to serve. And even though we're tired, we're going to get up. It was like a reward of showing up. But it's not every time. I think just the sincerity when you're really just in your heart is when you're going to get those highest experiences. And so if you want to call in the star beings, just be open to the fact that they're there. Whether or not they're going to show themselves to you. I, I was disappointed many a times in the beginning when we went out to look. I was ready for some big, grandiose experience to show up. I never did. And I had to let that go and realize, wait a minute, this isn't about being entertained. This isn't a show. This isn't some kind of just so that we have some cool things to talk about. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get a new piece every chance that we, you know, every time that we're we're stepping into that sincerity. That's that's my feeling. You're really just doing it and you're doing it to do the best that you can and uh, right. And that is such a great, um, really good point. And, you know, when we're, when we're in our sincerity, things happen quickly. Things click into place faster and effortlessly. So you'll know, you know, you'll see a challenge or a difference, you know, whether you're in your head or in your heart, the direction things go and how it feels. So, you know, right. that conscious right. reminder again, you know, it's, it's, it just takes practice. You know, if it's not something you're used to doing, you know, learn some meditations or something on YouTube. I mean, there's so many races out there, but just simply to sit, close your eyes, breathe and feel yourself connecting with mother earth and then feeling your crown open and connecting to the heart of creator. It takes about three breaths and you're connected. And then, you know, that allows you to be more in that heart centered space to make that prayer or to make that question, you know? Yes. Yeah. And uh, I know you're right because an orb just flew past you. Uh, (laughs) It just flew down in front of you. And I didn't see it. Well, yeah, sometimes you don't. It's funny. Uh, That happens fairly often when we Mm -hmm. record. Uh, No, amen to all that. And I love, Brian, what you said about, you know, it's not about being entertained and having a cool story to tell and that's exactly that that is on point because how many people are want to have that sighting just so they can tell that story and feed their ego um great point i love that i love what you guys both said yeah i i love sharing the story of that giant ship that i saw sometimes because it was so incredible but i can't tell you how frustrating it is to also see that and you're the only one who saw it. and you're you're surrounded with people that are open to that and have seen things, but they weren't there to share the experience. So you could at least have that collaboration right. and see really, you know, but 
Well, you know? and two, because th- th- this happens a lot where some one person has an experience mm-hmm. and it is just for them. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And yep. it's perfect, you know? Yeah. <laughs> as much yeah. as I wanted to see it, I didn't get to, but I understand that was for Brian. Yeah. Right. So- and and everyone's doing different work here on this planet. And even astrally at night and dream space, who knows what's happening when we leave our body where we're going, school, training, we're on mission, whatever we're doing, we're not, you know, the physical body is just one aspect of what we're doing. So maybe whatever Brian's doing at night in the astral, uh, those sightings pertain to him because he's on a different mission and your mission might look different and you're here for a different reason. So everyone is going to have their own individual experience. And sometimes it's only is meant for you. I truly believe that. Mm. Um, One last. No, it's, it's, we, we can't all share and carry the same gifts. It's important that because we're all individuals, and like you say, we have a different signature journey to the truth, you know, mm-hmm. our own truth. That, that uh, and I mean, that's just, yeah, great, great comments, and yeah, really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate, we appreciate, you, guys appreciate you guys too. <laughs> and one last thing before we wrap this up, I want to hear your thoughts on Sasquatch. And uh, any experiences you may have had with them or, or how they show up also in these teachings? Yeah, they're, they're a big part of our teachings with Star Knowledge. Um, they actually work with a, a, an energy called um, spiritual protection of family. And they work with the spider. And, you know, I, they come a lot, of, a lot of times in dreams but we did have a really amazing experience not too long ago visiting a very, very beautiful sacred space in, in Georgia. Mm. And we were kind of on a walk, a nature walk. And we came into this like area where it looked like um, very intentional fence was built out of these logs out in the middle of the forest but it was just a, a, a space, probably, you know, 30 by 30 space with these, you know, logs set up in a certain way that made it look like, okay, this is a very sacred space here. Not yeah. man-made looking. Yeah. Like nature made it, but it's like. But a little too perfect. Yeah. yeah. Too yeah. perfect to be accidental. Yeah. And so we were all like, wow, this is really something. And, you know, I just was like feeling this very intense and I was like, I offered tobacco. I prayed with it. And I just had a conversation real quick, just saying, hey, I'm Jen. I'm here. Um, I don't mean to disrupt your energy or your area here. Um, I come in a good way. I just want to be here and appreciate the beauty here and pray for you and understand what, you know, what we might find here. And so right away, it was just like, this is a Sasquatch family's home. And they're they're very very clearly said, we don't want you coming into our home. Hmm. <laughs> and hmm. I said, got it, understood, thank you. And so a couple of us in the group continued to kind of like venture a little bit closer. Well, I heard a little like whistle behind me. It was like a chirping whistle. 
And it was like, okay, that's your second warning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Time for you to move on. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, guys, we got to go. They, they don't want us here. You know, this isn't for us to be here. And so we we started making our way out. And I, I heard this glorious, like, bird chirping, like, saying thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for honoring that you, you know, asked. And we told you what we would appreciate. And you honored it. And so that mm -hmm. was a really profound experience me because mm -hmm. you you could smell the smell they have a very strong smell <laughs> yeah and you know they they know how to communicate in in various ways and so um they're it's beautiful yeah mm -hmm. about that much yeah. <laughs> yeah. well yeah they've shown up like the, the birds chirping you know a couple times at night time all of a sudden you know and just in the dead of night all of a sudden there's like these birds chirping out of the bushes or something like that and the birds all of a sudden awake over there and then you like think a little bit and you're like oh wait a minute that's right it's kind of their dental way of like letting you know they're around mm -hmm. yeah because they don't want to scare us they don't want to startle us. Mm -hmm. um you know they 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 are high vibrational beings they don't want us in fear so we're we're so fearful there's so many people that carry that fear vibration mm -hmm. such a low vibration they yeah. don't want anything to do with it because their intention is to help and be there like with us helping along the way so if we're carrying any sense of fear it just they just can't be around yeah and they they yeah. want us to purify like they want us to be purified so they can come be with us mm -hmm. and so you know they say you know spend spend a day in the waterfall or in the water and purify for a day and we will come see you mm -hmm. spend a day in the desert and purify and we will in, come in see sun. you yeah or, in the sun. or uh, a day on your phone you know no. <laughs> <That's the opposite. laughs> right. i don't think that was part of the yeah. detail yeah. uh, oh that is a specifics um uh fast or the Bigfoot, yeah. and uh, and and Chief talked about that. And if and if folks are serious, they say, okay, well, you There's go do fasts. these things. You you four four different fasts. So in the earth, in in the sun, in the desert. Yep. In the water. And then on the hill and the wind. And the wind. Mm. So you the water to cleanse you, the sun to cleanse you, the the earth to cleanse you, and then the winds. Mm. And then That's wow, and, it, and it then they will consider. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and then maybe yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they want to see us put the work out there like i said everybody wants to be entertained yeah. Yeah. another great story it takes the sacredness out of it though if you haven't kind of had to work for it or right be right. discouraged and still keep coming to it well and you can't appreciate it if if you just, I don't know, you don't appreciate things if you don't earn it or work for it. And I'm not saying yeah. you have to earn it. Like I actually got a lot of heat from our last episode. I was, we were talking about technology and I made a comment about saying, you know, uh, we have to be ready for it. We have to earn it. And what I meant, maybe that wasn't the best way to word it, but what I meant is like, if they just handed us over all this free energy technology right now, if with the power structure the way it is, the powers that be would still take it and abuse it and, uh, you know, utilize it with greed. And then it would be unaffordable. People wouldn't be able to use it. And no one would be able to, uh, no one would be able to utilize it, right? Until yeah. we are, our collective consciousness is mature enough 
to uh, appreciate this technology and use it for good and the and the negative energy is mostly cleared off this planet, then we're going to be able to receive this technology, I think, um, as, as opposed to just being handed to us right now with the way things are, it's not going to be used how we want it to be used. That's what I was trying to say. And the same thing with the sighting or an experience like that. Uh, when you put in the work and you show that you're ready for it, then you're going to have that experience. I love that. That's awesome, Tyler. Yeah. Cause I agree with you totally. Like, right. we're just, you know, <laughs> well, a lot of people yeah. are like, no, we deserve it right now. They've been lying to us. We need that right now. Like, Which there's truth in that. <laughs> yes, yeah, we obviously. I know but... we're like little kids crying for that toy or we think it's a toy that dad just brought home a, Sword, you know, and it's right, yeah. cut your finger off, and kid wants to play with it. As I'm away, you know, and right. and it's like you know, we throw a fit. We think we're ready for this stuff. Well, like I say, you know, as much as I've seen to experience that ship, it's like maybe we're not. Maybe we're not ready for this big divine showing of of um, beings that, that we're not familiar with. Right. Well, the. And that's just it. Like, do we deserve it? Yes. Do we deserve the truth? And do we deserve the stuff that's av readily available on this planet that's being suppressed? Yes, we deserve it. But if it's just handed to us right now in the collective state that we are, um, it's not going to, it's, it's, I just don't see it working yeah. out the way we want it to look. You well, know? Here's what I want to say about that. The main thing that needs to happen is because right now and for a long time, we've been so manipulated and poisoned and suppressed and just everything else on so many levels that it's really it's like you know and we're born into that and then it's like and then we're taught lies you know and it's like but then again you know growth happens through you know a lot of these things and struggle and um but that structure needs to change like we need a planet that we are free to live without all of that you know like without uh, cause right now there's this evil, you know, structure that's just, you know, raping and pillaging the planet and keeping us so suppressed and lied to. And, um, but that is going away and that's part of, you know, the ascension that's happening is naturally bringing that about because it's bringing truth to the surface to, you know, it's bringing everything to light. So now we can all see what has been more hidden for so long. It's like in our faces and that's forcing us to wake up and take our power back that we've given away unconsciously it's almost like our consciousness is raising but it's first we gotta we're in this hard suffering turmoil phase chaotic phase because it's like we were unconscious before not realizing we're giving our power away we're completely living in ego we're destroying ourselves and the planet and and the people around us and blah blah, blah. so it's like we're waking up to like realize we're doing that one realize you know what the system we've been in is not serving us or the planet and then it forces it's like allowing us to make a choice to say this is what i actually want this is how i'm i'm going to live my life and um and then when we can get to a consciousness level where we have self-responsibility and sovereignty true sovereignty you know that's when we're ready for like these really advanced technologies that we're not going to used to destroy each other on the planet you know 
but exactly the yeah, a exactly. lot of people on the planet that would absolutely do that unfortunately you know so it's and yeah. I, I liked that you said the self-responsibility because that was mm-hmm. coming up for me like personal responsibility is so crucial yeah you know we all want an easy button we all want to figure mm-hmm. out how to you know have this free energy and it'll just change everything and make it all better and perfect again. But, but will it like, we don't even fully understand yet. Right. Yeah. And we're we're consciously create or consciously or unconsciously creating. So what are we going to do with a device that we have no idea how it works? Yeah. We'll throw it over our shoulder just like that. Another Atlantis event, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Unless we learn that sacredness. If we learn the sacredness of that Mm-hmm. that's the difference you know yeah. yes because it gives us a whole sense of value around something and 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 it's one of the things that we've had to do a lot of alchemy with the condition of the world right and um and how much time and effort we can find ourselves putting into all right, I want to see what the mainstream media is saying. I want to see what the alternative media is saying. I want to hear what they're saying in ceremony and what spirit's saying. I want to meditate and see what my guides are saying. And um, gosh, I mean, holy cow, I think about how much time and energy and effort I've spent in, in the last 12, 13 years. It's just, it's astounding. Now, this whole new Bales opened up and I'm grateful for it, but had I not had the squeeze of this world looking grim, uh, I could have just kept going in my obliviousness, not really thinking there was an urgency or need to change much. You know, if we're being mm-hmm. that taken care of and handheld. Uh, and, and I think that's the truth is we do need to be brought to a new level of appreciation and treating things as a good, good steward, this, this planet, all the life forms around us, just having the respect of acknowledging everything, every person, every being uh, has, has its own right. safety, just like we do, you know, we go up to a tree you know, that you want to just snap a dead branch off because you're making a fire or something like that. Maybe pause, recognize that it's a relative that has this dead branch. Maybe even ask or offer a little tobacco. See what happens. Start changing your approach to to the things around you. Right. Yes. Amen to that. And I agree. If we don't appreciate, be grateful, and I guess you could say earn, whatever this respect and even this technology and these experiences uh we're gonna see the repeat of the fall of atlantis you know everything's just gonna be abused again and people are still in their ego and and that needs to change before we can truly get to where we want to go and it's going to happen day by day step by step nobody knows what it's going to look like but all, all i know and what you said earlier is you can be present and you can work on your happiness and focus on what it means and what it looks like for you to become the best version of yourself to make it through these times and the end yeah. <laughs> yeah. be sincere be sincere in your walk yes <laughs> yes right well guys thank you so much thank you so much this has been amazing uh can you please share if you have anything you want to share how people can contact you if you have anything coming up or any your podcast whatever Sure. Yeah, you can find me and Brian on starknowledge.org for more information about following um, the, the symbols and the star knowledge. 
And I also have a website called Eden Arising. You can find more information about some of the work that we do for consciousness and ascension work called Shadow Work. And um, I'm excited to launch a 13-month kind of cosmic field trip journey. Um, We are going to start a new cycle with the Earth Star Calendar Walk in November. So um, it's most likely going to be all free online, but it's a way to just work with these moon influences, consciously calling upon the energy and the influence that's coming in for that cycle. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to get a lot of tools for how to navigate the energies and um, give you some fun things to think about and hopefully have some takeaways, just deeper knowing and more self-love. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. And we'll put the link below uh, also. So Brian, did you want to add anything before we wrap this up? Uh, You know, I don't really have a platform where I'm putting myself out there per se, you know, um, we get invited to come around and, and drum and sing i don't i don't claim to have anything all that special other than just some really you know uh, amazing experiences and i'm always happy to share my heart if it's a if it's inspiring to folks and um uh, and helps them uh you know encourage them along on their journey so uh but i'm happy to be here and if anybody does have questions they can get all and and find me through beautiful that way well thank you so much i really enjoyed this we covered a lot of good stuff i think so uh keep doing what you're doing we really appreciate it and we'll do our best to keep passing on this star knowledge so it doesn't get forgotten and anyone listening if you feel compelled share this you know and we need this information more and more people need to understand what's what we're capable of and what's possible so thank you for tuning in we love you guys we can't do this without you yeah. Awesome. Uh, ha- thank you guys so much. You guys do amazing work and we really appreciate what you do. And, and thank you for your gifts and sharing your gifts with people. That's, that's what we're all here to do. So, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, thank, yeah. You. thank you. Well, good night, yeah. everybody. We love you. Uh, have a great all evening right. and we will yeah. see you next time. Night.